What do you mean they won't? They do. I mean, I, I could show I'm you on my... You can see on let me see. I mean, I could show you my that, phone. Oh, let me tell you something. That was not... This looks similar to what was there. Maybe there were specific differences that you'd have to be more knowledgeable about, but now I we're... Believe, I believe that you repair had rebarreled, or re... Maybe not. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Hard to tell in a film. That was uh, That's a it scintillating like, introduction to our podcast, though. It what? Looked, it looked like a military <laughs> rifle to me. Yeah. All right, well... Hey. We've all, we, this is something I didn't think we'd be starting out with, but hi everyone, I'm Dan. I'm Carrie. I'm Patrick. Yeah, I'm Grandpa. And welcome to the 2007 Academy Awards. Uh, we are still here with... Uh, Our if podcast. I ran, yep, if I ran the Oscars, we're still running down one movie from every year the Oscars were on TV. Well, yeah, we're, 15 or so to go. We're getting pretty close. <laughs> I know, we're uh, up. And we're getting to some pretty broad years of uh, movies where there's not one big winner. I already looked ahead to next year. Oh, don't go to next I'm year I'm not yet. saying who's in it just, for just, this podcast, but it's also a pretty broad year of film. we got to stick to what's cool. happening today. Fun. This year, there one film got four awards, and then a film at three, and a couple twos, and a bunch of ones. This is pretty broad. We did not watch The Departed, as much fun as I think that would have been. We are going to slightly talk about The Departed just a little bit today. Yeah, but uh, what, tell everybody what we watched. Well, we did watch Babel, which, I'll be honest, I'd never heard of before. And when I went to the library and I told the guy I was looking for Babel, he said, TV shows are over there. Oh. <laughs> and I told him, no, it's a movie. <laughs> and is it Babel or is it Babel? I believe it's Babel because... Well, Languages. Well, phonetically, wouldn't it be Babel? I believe it's pronounced Babel. I don't know. Because of the tower, 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 of. tower of. Babel yeah. Tower of. Right. Uh... That's how we Americans. This this anyway. is true, and this movie was not made by an American, and we're going to have to talk about him a bit. Uh, Academy Award facts here: uh, Peter O'Toole became the most nominated performer without a win, oh. which is a little disappointing for him. Uh, and the <laughs> first song from a documentary to win Best Original Song. What? And Best Original Song is one that we rolled. For our bonus categories to discuss if this movie could win. Wait, was this from that this uh, is from, Don't Eat the Big Mac movie? No, it's from In- Inconvenient Truth. Oh. Featuring <laughs> Al Gore. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We, that. We, that unfortunately was in our uh, movie pool. We could have rolled that. Oh, dear. But we didn't, we didn't, so it's okay. We don't. We, I'm glad we didn't. Yeah. We do have to at least talk about it when we get to our bonus categories because we did roll best original song. No, but okay. we're not going to do that right now. We're not going to do that. We're going to talk about Babel. Babel is the third sort of major film in the uh, director's director Alejandro Gonzalez. In mom, help me out here. I can't. I have to read okay. it. I n y a r r i t u. I'd have to read it. Okay. It's for myself. He's from Mexico, and I... Daniel just butchered his name. I will butcher his name, <laughs> so I will not say it, but this director did three movies uh, loosely on the ba- on the theme of death and the human kingdom, and this is the third one. Okay. Uh, the first two were Amores Peros and 21 Gram. Uh, the director... Again, I can say his first two names. Alejandro. Uh, I, can, I can say Mr. Alejandro. Uh, he has four Academy Awards. Three of them came for the movie Birdman in 2014, for which he got... Which three did he get? Best Picture, Best Director, Director, and Best Original Screenplay. The year after, he got Best Director for The Revenant. Ah. 
with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Making him the third director to win back-to-back Academy Awards. And the first since 1950. Huh. Uh, he, there's, there's a few firsts in here. First Mexican filmmaker to be nominated for either director or producer. First Mexican filmmaker to get Best Director at Cannes. The first Mexican to get the Academy Award for Best Screenplay. And the first Mexican to win Best Picture. He is, in fact, pretty good at making films. And this yeah. will come up when we start talking about the actors who are in it a okay. little bit. Because there's not a, not a ton to talk about, but... Well, there is a ton to talk about, I mean, but we is, don't want... You might want to watch oh, this, this, this one is this one is definitely one where the story is going to be worth it in the end. But we haven't talked about William Pitt yet. That's right. His first name is William. His middle name is Bradley. Huh. Huh. He is William Bradley Pitt, known as Brad Pitt. Will, will, Willie Pitt? What, you don't think Willie Pitt would, you know, work well in Hollywood? <laughs> well, it might. It yeah. Might, in certain circles, it certainly would. But, I mean, William Pitt was his important stuff. In, yeah. In the 18th. Who here can guess his breakthrough role or breakthrough movie? Uh, 1991, yeah. there's your hint. With Angelina Jolie? No, that one no. was much later. Uh, that one's Mr. and Mrs. Smith and or uh, other movies. 91? 91. Nope, can't think of it. Thelma and Louise. Oh, was really? Yep, he was, he's a hitchhiker in that one. Huh. I didn't remember that. However, he would then shortly thereafter be in A River Runs Through It, Legends of the Fall, and Interview with the Vampire. Huh. Which were all sort of big deals. And then Seven, which yeah. was also a big deal. Yeah. Where he finds a box with Gwyneth Paltrow's head in it. Yeah. Spoilers for Seven. Yeah, that's, that's a film your mother would not yeah. enjoy. No. <clears throat> uh, in 99, he was in Fight Club. Yep. In 2001, he was in Ocean's Eleven, and now I did the math. We have now seen films with four of the eleven of Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> one of that, one of the eleven in Ocean's Eleven is only in Ocean's movies. So unless we watch one of those, we're yeah. not going to see a movie with him in it. So yeah. that's sad. Uh, he's been in a few things. He's also done directing. For example, mm-hmm. he uh, directed. Let's see, which other ones did he direct? Oh no, this is just producing, not directing. He only produced The Departed. Oh. Well, the movie okay. that we didn't watch. He was going to be in it too. Do you know why he wasn't in it? Because he was busy making this film? Not because he was busy making this film. It's because he wanted to work with this director. Oh, with Alejandro? Yep. Oh, he yeah. He turned down being a, having a starring role in his own produced movie because he wanted to work with his director. Well, you can do that. Yeah. You, you know, you're already filthy rich. Uh, he has be- uh, uh, the best picture for The Departed mm-hmm. this year and 12 Years a Slave. Huh. Oh, yeah. Which he also produced. So, you know, he was also nominated for these productions, The Tree of Life, Moneyball, and The Big Short. He's mm-hmm. in at least one of those. Yeah. And, like we said, he's uh, going with George Clooney on the winning for Supporting Actor and Best Picture. So, kind of a big deal there. The next person who is in this movie for all of one minute, Harriet Walter, who we should have talked about when we uh, watched Sense and Sensibility, but we didn't because she probably has a small part in there and didn't think about it. But she is one of the other tourists on a bus in this film. Sense and Sensibility? She's in there. She's definitely not a main She's character. She's like the comic woman. Is she the comic woman? I'm have Hold to look on. It up Fanny Dashwood. I don't remember. We'd no. have to go back and watch. I think... No. She... Oh, yes. She's yeah. like the sister-in-law. Yeah. She's the terrible sister-in-law. Yeah. 
She's okay. been in a few things. She was in the seventh Star Wars movie. Oh my goodness. She's a doctor that heals Chewbacca. <laughs> no kidding. I looked it up. Uh, however... Now she, you're doing the trivia now. I'm doing a bit of it's trivia so now. so trivial. <laughs> She's been damed. She was damed in 2011. And mm-hmm. not for her movies. It's for her be- charity work? No, it's because Royal Shakespeare Company. For what? Uh, oh, Shakespeare. Okay. Yeah, Shakespeare. Uh, she was doing Twelfth Night and Three Sisters. She has an Olivier for Best Actress in a Revival. And then here's the fun one. Uh, let's see here. She played Brutus in Julius Caesar. Mm. She played Henry IV in Henry IV and Prospero in The Tempest. Oh, good. But you as know part what? of an all-female Shakespeare trilogy. Wow. Well, you've, you've, I've, have I made you watch the Helen Mirren um, of um, Tempest? I don't think so. Oh, that's good. But, yeah. She's Prospera. Yeah, but it, I thought it was very interesting that when they needed, you know, recognizable female leads to play traditionally male parts, they were picking her. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. kind of a big deal. Uh, next person, and this is one that we would never have heard about if we hadn't watched this movie, because it's Adriana Barraza. Okay. Who was nominated for supporting actress for this movie, and it remains her only nomination for an Academy Award. Okay. She does a lot of work in uh, Spanish-speaking TV. Okay. Uh, to the point that she has an acting school. Oh wow! A like a very prominent acting school for Mexican TV. Cool. For method acting and teaching Latin American people to speak with a Mexican accent. Wow. Like, she's the go-to to teach the people who aren't from Mexico, but are native Latin Americans, how to sound Mexican. Funny. Yeah. And in this movie, really good job. Yeah. Boy, howdy. Uh, she was also in Amores Peros, which was nominated for Best Foreign Language Film when that came out. And of course, those films are not on our list, but whatever. The two kids in the film, one of them is Elle Fanning. Ellie, maybe? It didn't say. Okay. But younger sister of Dakota, Dakota Fanning. Fanning. Oh, okay. And the other one younger is... Younger sister. Yeah. The other she one... She looked is, like her. Yeah. Yeah. The other one is named Nathan Gamble. This is the first movie he would be in. He was in the Dolphin Tail movies, and you may be wondering, why am I talking about this kid? It's because I recognized him. He's the son of Commissioner Gordon in... The Dark Knight. Seriously? <laughs> You're so I hadn't made that connection. Yep. Batman comes and hangs out on the window and the kid's uh-huh. like, yeah, it's hey, Batman. He's back. Yeah. Okay, and he's done fun. like random being a kid movies and also got to meet Batman. <laughs> uh, both of the, there's two cops that are on the U.S.-Mexico border that are kind of big deal. Uh, one of them is Clifton Collins Jr., uh, he's the guy with the mustache who's telling him the to... First you know, guy the the first guy. The first guy. Yeah. He's been in a lot of various things. Uh, Is he always a cop? Well, he was in traffic. Oh. <laughs> I didn't catch that he was in traffic. Really? Yeah. I recognized him. Uh, he's been a, a fair uh, amount of things. He was in the Star Trek reboot. Huh. He was in Capote, which we didn't watch. A uh, lot of random things. Boondock Saints 2. What? And my favorite one... Where he's in it for just like a moment. He's in the Scott Pilgrim versus the World movie. I've seen that. Uncredited as one of the two members of the vegan police. 
who arrests, I believe it's boyfriend number four for crimes against veganism. So he is a cop in that one, too. He is a cop in that one. But I believe he has some manner of finger guns. Oh, that's funny. Uh, that, that movie's very weird. Funny. And he was also in Pacific Rim, which we're going to talk about in a short moment. Oh, dear. Uh, the other officer of note was Michael Pena, who... I he first, said he was in some superhero movie. He was. I first saw him, though, in Shooter yeah, with Mark he, Wahlberg. He, he played well in Shooter. Yep. He was in Crash, which we dodged yeah. watching, but would have been good. Uh, he's been in a lot of things recently. He's very much an up-and-coming guy. Uh, the superhero movies was Ant-Man. He is Ant-Man's buddy, and he tell, oh, his, yeah. his gimmick is yeah, that... Yeah, yeah. He tells rambling stories. He's basically the plot exposition guy of backstory. But he tells them like a colloquial Hispanic friend. And they put video over it of the people doing the things he's saying. But they just it just keeps being his voice. And their mannerisms are the way he's saying it. And because he's your colloquial Hispanic friend, he's saying it very fast and with a bit of a sass to it and oh, things like that. Goodness. And everyone, he's a Marvel fan favorite because they just want him to give all backstory to all Marvel movies. Sure. Uh, he is, in fact, not the only person in this film in a Marvel movie. I was teasing uh, my folks here that they would not be able to guess who the other one is or what movie it was. Which is very true. One of these people was in the second Deadpool movie. Did I even? Oh, I didn't even watch. Oh, the you first. have. Oh, you watched. No, you, you watched Deadpool for the other podcast. No, no, that's the Deadpool. That's different. Deadpool what? is Deadpool all one is word. Different. Deadpool from is the all Deadpool? one word. The Deadpool is a See? Clint Eastwood movie. Deadpool. Okay, all the people at home are laughing. Yes. They're in their cars listening to this podcast, and now they're laughing because I don't know the difference. Yeah. Dead. Deadpool, all one word, mm-hmm. was a. Well, he is a character who is very wacky. Okay. And fan favorite generally. And the one time he was in a movie, was he was done dirty, basically. Okay. They took a character whose sole redeeming factor is he is very funny and creative when he speaks. Sure. And they sewed his mouth shut. That's literally. so nice. So who was this? Oh, it was Brad Pitt. It was Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt is in the second Deadpool movie as... The Invisible Man. Kidding. Did not know that. As in, he is completely invisible for the entire movie, except when something goes wrong and he's parachuting out of uh, out of something, and he gets caught in electrical wires, and he's being electrocuted to death, and it's zap, 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 oh look, it's Brad Pitt, dead, gone. Like, he's in the film for literally one second. <laughs> that is ridiculous. It is. And it's funny that I know that. And no, it's not. It. That's normal. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> uh, the other fun fact to have about Deadpool, because it didn't win for anything, we're not talking sure. about it here, is uh, he wanted to use the correct names of Ikea furniture that he was going to be assembling on screen as part of the script. Okay. And okay. Ikea said, yes, but you have to use the correct names and show proper assembly procedure so that you aren't telling people the wrong way to do things. Well, Fair. that seems... Like, good. Yeah. Good concept. Uh, but now that we're done talking about uh, Michael Pena, we can talk about Rinko Kikuchi, who is the other person in this film that was nominated for Supporting Actress. Oh. This is our teen, this is the teenager. 
Well, she wasn't a teenager at the time. Uh, at the time, she was not a teenager. You're right. She was 25. Yeah. So she looked, she looked old yeah. to me. She did not look like she was a 17-year-old. Yeah. In any case, first Japanese actress to be nominated in 50 years. Whew. She would then go on to play one of the lead roles in Pacific Rim, which is why I said we were going to talk about it in a second. Uh, she hasn't done a whole lot stateside. She's... You can tell her how impo- how good a role was by how big the uh, Font? table entry is oh. on Wikipedia. Because you'll have like one line is just like the title of the movie, or like two lines for a title that's really long. Nothing, 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 and then you get to Babel, and she was nominated or won like every award that you can give to an actress oh, for the di- year. All different types of awards. all different awards. So. Austin Film Critics Award, Chicago Film Critics Association, uh, Palm Springs International Film Fest, San Diego Film Critics, Academy Award, Boston Broadcast Film Critics, twice, Chicago Film Critics, Dallas-Fort Worth Film Critics. Like, okay, all of the good stop. critic places yeah. all said that she did a good job. And then it goes right back to nothing, 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 nothing. But, again, real good job. And that's about it for actors and actresses that are recognizable and we might see other places. Well, this this movie was carried on not a few not a lot of people. Yeah. Well we didn't talk about Kate because we've talked about We've talked her about her before. before. But interesting I thought, it, I thought it was noteworthy that she was nominated for a acting award for a different film. Yeah. She also was not sure about this part because she was gonna have to spend most of the movie lying down. But she wanted to work with the director. Huh. So and she did it. It was a very oh. good performance, considering the condition the character was in. No, all three. This was definitely a movie where they needed the right ladies to play the parts, mm-hmm. and they got three home runs. Very, very. I home think run. that yeah. if there was definitely a world out there in the Academy Awards land where all three of them got na- nominated for supporting actors, and they probably didn't because that seemed rude to all of the other movies. So they only picked two. Uh, and they picked the two that aren't American, so I guess. In any case, we're not talking about the acting, and... That wasn't what we randomly That's not rolled. what we randomly... Well, we can't have randomly rolled that because... They it, didn't win for it. It didn't win for that. And we aren't going to talk about the plot too much because... They didn't win for that either. Well, it didn't win for that, and we don't want to talk about the plot of a good movie with uh, interesting twists to it. You should watch yeah. it yourself. Yeah. Uh, we are going to be talking about the score. The one thing it won for. It was nominated for seven. So... That's an interesting including score. Including it was nominated yeah. for Best Picture. Yeah. And Director. Yeah. And two actresses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was definitely an interesting score. This is by no means a memorable score. Yeah. This is not the kind of score that you put on in your car. I, I appreciate that it, that it won for that. Oh. It's. It was well crafted for the movie it was for. Uh-huh. It was not designed to. If we're going to you know, like trot out. This is not the, the Music Man. No, we're not. We're not going to trot out. You know, I uh, Gilbert and Sullivan or John Williams here and talk about you know classic music for all time. But that's not what this movie needed. This movie did not need. And in fact, it would have hurt it to be dominated by a catchy soundtrack. It needed mood music. It did. And it had a lot of it. Well, background. Yeah. yeah. Interestingly, the uh, composer, Gustavo Santolala, Santolaya, L-A-L-L-A probably, Santolala, 
If it's if it's Spanish name, then the L L D. Yeah. Santo Santo La La Okay, there you go. Butchering again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Apollo didn't take enough Spanish. I did not take enough Spanish. He won the Academy Award last year too. What? For Brokeback Mountain. Ah, good job. And in fact, is still producing things in that. He wrote the scores for the wildly popular video games Last of Us and Last of Us 2, which Mom and Dad don't know much about, but they are, in fact, some sort of somber psychological human condition business. What? What? (laughs) Uh, He also wrote the the theme for the TV show Making a Murderer, which is probably some sort of psychological human condition (laughs) stuff. Wait a second. This guy has found what he's good at and he keeps doing it. The niche market. Yep. But he works with this director a lot. He did the music for his first two movies. Under which parent is... Hmm. But, yeah, he's not going to be super, uh, what's it, super prolific, but... He's going to be around. He's good at what he does. When you, need, when you need a guy to do what he does, you get him. There's no question. <laughs> and uh, he did all the music himself. He did all the music he, himself. Like he performed it. Yeah, because this wasn't was an orchestral was... soundtrack. Right. A lot of guitar... Mm-hmm. And stuff, yeah. And three different styles of guitar. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So our first bonus category, once we're done with the original score, is best song. And this movie was not, it was not the kind of movie for best song. And... Uh, what were the nominees? This well, week? besides the song from An Inconvenient Truth, which I haven't listened to, no. to know if it's a good song or not. That just, that was just like politi- uh, political There was uh, three songs from Dreamgirls. See... <laughs> That makes sense. The Dreamgirls is the, about the movie Supremes. about the Supremes. So it has good music because it's the Supremes. And one song from Cars. Oh. <laughs> Randy Car- Newman's in here again. Randy Newman. And then, yeah, uh, a, a, the song from An Inconvenient Truth is by Melissa Etheridge. Okay. I mean, whatever, Mom. So, whatever. They didn't, this movie didn't have a song. Oh, no. This movie was not going to win for best song. And that's fine. Our next bonus category is... Supporting actress, oh, which, which means a really great job. Let's talk about yeah. who who else is in here because it is kind of important. Because there's Kate Blanchett from Notes on a Scandal, Abigail Breslin from Little Miss Sunshine, which I've heard reasonable yeah. things yeah. about the movie. That's another one where it's just got a pile of good actors in it, and like I think this year had a lot of good can movies. Oh, this was a, this was Sundance, not Can. Was Little mm-hmm. Miss Sunshine, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, and Babel were both at Can. Uh, but the winner was Jennifer Hudson in Dreamgirls. And I think that one... So what, Dreamgirls wasn't about the Supremes, but it was about Motown. It was about the Supremes. Oh, I'm getting... But yeah. it was about the Supremes. But this was a... There's definitely going to be... If we were looking at the Academy Awards more as awarding people who did a good job that we've never seen before, this was going to be a difficult one because this was Jennifer Hudson's first major movie. And this is the only movie that... Adriana Barraza and Rinko Kikuchi have been nominated for. Uh huh. Right. Any right, right. one of them winning would have been a. This Big is deal. never basically. This yeah. has never happened before. So. So it was. It was I, a tough vote. Th- this this must have. This must have been a good year for female acting. Uh, oh yeah, and best actress was Helen Mirren for the Queen in the Queen. The Queen. <laughs> <laughs> because Helen Mirren. The and queen. oh, uh, and Forrest Whitaker won for being a king. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> We're having a good year for royalty. Uh, our third bonus category, art direction. I didn't. Was this nominated? I'm going to double check. No. And 
I don't. I didn't think it was so. not nominated. I don't think it should have been nominated for no. cinematography. No, art. cinematography is different from art direction. I mean, art direction. It, yeah, it, it should have been for film editing. For film editing, maybe yeah, because there were some good movies. It was not. It was nominated for film editing. So there good were, job there. there yeah. were good oh, this movie had some incredible cuts. It mm-hmm. did. Someone had to have been planning where they were going to cut oh, while they were filming. Well, before they even filmed, yeah. it was storyboarded that way. I uh, the movies for art direction. I uh, there's going to be th- this movie wouldn't have had a chance. Pan's Labyrinth won, and that mm-hmm. movie is a visual Feast. smorgasbord. Dream Girls. The Good Shepherd, which I don't necessarily know that one. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, which uh, at least look that I mean it looks good. Yeah. And The Prestige, which continues to be mm-hmm. near the top of my list of movies I can watch again and still be surprised. Mm-hmm. That's a darn good movie. Yeah. This one would have had to work overtime to get anywhere close, and it was competent. I, well, I mean, it wasn't a bad movie for yeah, that. Yeah. But it, well, I guess because the sets weren't lavish. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was stylized. very realistic. And yeah, it wasn't stylized to a time now, period. Now, I will note that I did the extra work to try and track down the art direction people for this movie because if they weren't listed on the Wikipedia page. The there are two. Generally, art direction is credited to two people because you have the art director and the set director. Mm-hmm. One of them is doing the general creation of the set, set, one of them is doing the... Set designer. Yeah. I don't know, I'm asking the question. Okay, so... Is it set director or set designer? So it's art direction and set decoration ah, okay. are the way that they are listed in on the wiki for the Academy Awards. So Pam's Labyrinth had an art director and a set, direct, set decoration guy. So I pulled up the main art director and then there were set decorators for each country oh sure for and, each location yeah and mm-hmm. one of yeah. them had more notoriety than the others so the art director is bridget broke b-r-o-c-h and she's from germany Ger- german mexican broch broch uh she has two academy award nominations with one win for she was nominated mm-hmm. for romeo plus juliet which i really enjoy and Moulin Rouge, she won art direction for that. Wow. Which is, see, that that's, would, that's understandable. She's not that old. Uh, Moulin Rouge. The new version. The new version. It, this is the 2001 version. Oh. Yeah. They, they did it again. visually really, really kind of crazy film. Yeah. Well, yeah. lavish. Lavish, yeah. Let's say lavish, extravagant. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Highly was, decorated. Rouge was a right place. Mm-hmm. There right. you go. And the set de- decorator for Japan, his name is Ryo Sugimoto. And I have this in here because he not only worked on Babel, but he worked on Lost in Translation, which I thought was interesting. And he's done mostly Japanese stuff. But there's Lost in Translation, which I don't know if that one takes place in Japan or not, but I would suspect so because that's early in his, like, Notable career. Then there's Babel. Then there's The Wolverine. What? What? That's a superhero movie. That's the second X-Men movie specifically about the character Wolverine. Oh, Wolverine. Yes. He's a, yes, he's a superhero with uh, blades in his hands. I thought you said something like Valvoline. No, that would be different. That would be Cars. But this is the one where he goes to Japan. <laughs> and so that's why you get the Japanese And so that's why you get the Japanese guy. This one is better than the first one they did, 
which is the one where that dead remember that Deadpool character? It's coming back. That's the one where he was in it and he was bad, I think. Or was he an X Men? Is this the one that was last day with the the guy? Yeah, probably. I uh, and then they made the movie Logan, which is amazing and everyone should watch it. But that's another story. So art direction wise, we can come to the conclusion that eh. I don't know. I liked it, but it was fine. It was not going to be visually overwhelming and giving you awards. Well, because it's, yeah. It was just competently added to the rest of this very good movie. Uh, any... Do we have a third category? That was all three. Oh. Because we, well, well, we didn't have anything to say for original song. <laughs> it's true, and they did. People at home don't want to hear us sing either. No, they really don't. Uh, anyone else have things to add? Uh, I can't speak too much to the... I've redone stock or barrel on the Winchester M70. I can say that when I googled pictures of it, it looks similar, but similar is not enough to be the same, and I'm by no means an expert. This is like me saying that all pickup trucks look the same, because they're all shaped like pickup trucks. I'm not an expert. I've never owned an Yeah. But I've chased some around, and I do have, like I mentioned, the first edition M70 by Bible. Yeah. I uh, remember what this looked mm-hmm. like. If we'd like to, uh, if, if I may uh, tell everyone sort of a peek into how much I know about guns, I saw that and I thought, ooh, is that a Garand? That's how little I know about guns. Oh, no. oh. Garand is another rifle, and they're both rifle shaped, and that's about as far as my knowledge goes. <laughs> a point of correction. Yeah. I would never bring this up if I hadn't. Mm-hmm. When he was asked how to rhymes with Aaron. So Garand. All right. But you'll never hear that. All right. All right. Gun so fact of the day. Now you learned something today. Uh, Dad, you got any fun facts? I'm looking for something fun. I didn't find anything fun. I, I have a fun thing then because I was digging around for if IMDb trivia had a translation of the Japanese note at the end. Spoilers. Ooh. There's there's a note. Ooh. Uh, the scene where they're driving in the car in Japan... And he's signing to her. Was not he's signing to yeah, her. Yeah, they oh, were, the yeah, father. Yeah, the father. Okay. Uh, they didn't have permission to film. They in fact faked traffic. They added cars around them and started filming, and then got chased by police while the cameras were. On. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, yeah. one one of the things I was thinking about the the note was it's possible because. Because of the interaction that the daughter had had prior to her yeah. handing the note, the note mm-hmm. right? Um, the the personal interaction, and then the interaction that the father had following. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe the note said what the father. Yeah, told the policeman. Yeah. In any case, for not maybe a spoiler that was thing, it's like an interpretation thing. A thing that we, the wiki was really sparse on production details, but having read this snippet. It makes sense. One of the stories in this movie was shot on 16 millimeter film. The rest was shot on 35 millimeter, which mm. means one of the sections looked grainier and less in focus. Which section? The one in the bit in Morocco with the Americans. I, I was going to guess that. That's what I was thinking too. I was going to guess dustier. That. The dustier one. Yeah. Yep. Because even the even the parts with the goat farmers. Yeah, was thirty five millimeter. Those were thirty five millimeter. Really, only the parts with the American tourists huh. were in sixty millimeter. And there is a slight pause when that helicopter is coming down when the film it grade changes over. to thirty five. 
because Very now they, because now they're going to civilization. When the when the helicopter has landed, yep. Then it's back then to it, thirty five. Yep. Then it goes to thirty five. Yeah. Which is interesting. They didn't do a completely different film for all of the stories, That's but there is that little bit of different. Uh, Very clever. Yep. Well, I wondered about that. I wondered about. Didn't, I didn't know it was a Moroccan scene until late. Yeah. But it, it turned out that they identified it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I've heard wonderful thing. Atlas, I believe this. I hope this wasn't part of the chain or Atlas the because Atlas. I've I've heard glowing glowing accounts scenes. Yeah. The Atlas Mountains are in Morocco, Algeria, and Tunisia. So. Definitely, it could have been those, but it could have also just uh, Winston, been random Winston, hills. My reference was to Winston when he was on one of John as a diplomat. If he were in the region at all, he insists I'm sure that mm-hmm. it's pure wilderness. Yeah. All right. Are we out of facts? I think we're out of fun facts. I think we're out of well, fun facts. Well, if we facts. are, then we want to thank the Academy's job and thereby quality filmmaking. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye-bye.